guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. Today, I have a lot on my heart that I want to talk about, and I'm honestly very overwhelmed by it, which is fitting because I think that this is a very overwhelming aspect of many people's lives. I know for me personally, this has been true, and in many ways, still still continues to be. Um, And I just invite you into this. I want to make something clear from the very beginning, though. What I'm talking about needs clarification. This video is about healing from disordered eating. Not an eating disorder. There's a difference. Disordered eating is simply having generalized anxiety surrounding the experience of eating, insecurity about body type, self-image, weight, etc. Whereas full-on eating disorders, those are those are clinical. Um, For some people, those are chronic. And the big thing is they're diagnosable. And they're all very different. Even though some eating disorders have characteristics that overlap. But for the purpose of this video, I'm going to be speaking into my own experience. And that's simply with disordered eating. Not eating disorders. So I want to make that very clear from the beginning that I have no health, science, nutritional background. I have a minor in psychology and took an abnormal psychology class at one point that included um, eating disorders and disordered eating as part of the course. And in college, I also took a class on intuitive eating, which I'm going to talk at length about today, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from and what my background is in the things that I'm talking about, but to know namely that I'm speaking from my own experiences more than anything else. So with all that being said, I invite you to pray with me and then We'll dive in. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria, ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. So for the format of this episode, 
whether you're watching as a video or whether you're listening as a podcast, special shout out to those who are now listening on Spotify for this um, episode because now all of these episodes can be found on Spotify in addition to iTunes and SoundCloud. For links to any of these and any other social media for Joy and Hope, just see the link in the bio on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Or just click the links in the description below this video or podcast that you're listening to. Um, But the format for this video, I want to talk a little bit about my personal experiences and how I came to struggle with disordered eating and kind of what that looks like. And then how the Lord healed me and is continuing to heal me from this, which is where the title of this episode comes from. So I want to share. It's hard to remember when all of this started. And as I talk, maybe you'll relate to some or all of the things that I'm saying. And if you do, I encourage you, comment below Let me know where you relate, where you're also struggling with this, how the Lord has healed you, helped you. I would love to know because I think it's very easy to think that we're alone in our struggles, but we're not alone. And over the years, as I've shared with more friends and more family members, these struggles in particular, it's insane how many people struggle with the same things. So... I would say for me, my anxiety surrounding food and my body image, weight, etc. probably started around middle school for different reasons. I think middle school, um, for a lot of people, is just a time of very deep insecurity because, I mean, one, your body is literally going through all these biological changes, hormones, etc. Puberty is great, right? I mean, it's just, it's a part of life, but it's a very difficult part of life. And as your body's changing and developing, it's very easy to become insecure very quickly. I know for me, I had acne. So that was something that was a sort of insecurity. Um, I had braces. I had really bad teeth. So I had braces. I had glasses for most of my life. I got glasses in second grade. I got contacts in fourth grade, but still always had a hard time seeing. Um, I wouldn't say that I was ever overweight when I was in middle school, but I have always loved food. That That is how God has created us. I firmly believe that. The Lord has created Eating is a very pleasurable experience, a necessary experience, and a holy experience, and a holistic experience. But for me, growing up, I know my parents meant super well, as all parents, most parents hopefully do, but they would set limits and things like, oh, you can only have three cookies, or you and you can only have them after dinner. Things like that. Things that seem like really good ideas, but what they end up doing for some people, not everyone, but I know for me, um, what boundaries like that um, can end up doing is teaching your child to not trust themselves and their bodies. 
But if you think about it, from the time that we are born, we have an innate sense for when we are full and when we are, like first when we're hungry and then when we're full. I mean, infants, no one teaches them how to suck, but they know how to do that. Like God creates us with that ability from the time we're born. And so whether you're breastfed, breastfed, whether you're bottle fed, like babies know when they're hungry and they cry. Um, and then they know when they're full and they'll stop. And it can be very tempting from the time that, yeah, your child is an infant. You want them to eat on your time schedule. I have never been a parent, but I can imagine it's very annoying to wake up at 3 a.m. Um, to feed a hungry baby when you're like, oh, could you just like wait two more hours? But if you think about it, just from the time that you're an infant, a toddler, etc., if your parents or whoever is raising you don't respect your your hunger, then you learn that it's not about listening to your own body as far as when you're hungry or when you should eat. It's when someone in authority tells you or maybe like a certain time of day. Like if your family is a family that eats together, which is an amazing thing, but if it's regimented too much, it could be very difficult um, to like respect your body's hunger if your family is like, no, we eat at 8 a.m., noon, and 5 p.m. That doesn't leave a lot of freedom for like deciphering how your body actually tells you when you're hungry. And so for me, I think growing up, it was just one of those situations where I, yeah, I would like eat when my parents made food and I would just kind of get into routines and maybe some bad habits. Like I remember always having a snack when I got home from school and I don't really remember now if I was like truly hungry or if I just wanted to eat because I wanted food. But looking back, I know that it was in middle school that I first started becoming more aware of that because I would look around at some of the other girls in my class and if they were skinnier than me for whatever reason, I started comparing myself to them and I would think, oh, well, my stomach is a little pudgy or whatever other part of me isn't as thin as this person and I started getting teen magazines around that time and so those magazines were just full of comparisons and I remember there was always one article in this one magazine in particular and it was like who wore it better so you literally like compared these two pictures and yeah it might have been an outfit but still I just like got so into all of those things and I just really started becoming insecure in my own skin my own body and that was never something that I thought about before because Growing up, I think a lot of kids are just told like, oh my gosh, you're so cute, or you're so this, you're so that, and you believe it because it's true. And you're like, yeah, I'm awesome, and I'm created good, and I'm amazing. But then once you start getting into junior high, for whatever reason, society starts trying to tell you, no, you're actually not beautiful, you're not created good don't ever wear the same thing as somebody else because you're going to have to compare who wore it better. Like, we can't just agree we have the same taste. All of these things. So, around that time when all this started happening, 
I remember thinking, okay, I need to lose weight. I had family members and family friends at that time in my life, maybe around seventh grade. I remember telling me that I was tall. I was not tall. I was totally normal height, okay? But people, for whatever reason, would always ask me, do you play basketball? No, I didn't play basketball. I've never liked basketball. I just haven't. So no, I've never played basketball. I don't even know how to play basketball. But just over and over again, people would tell me, oh yeah, like, you're tall, you should play basketball. And it finally took, I don't remember who told me this, but someone made the comment, oh, basketball is really good exercise. So, like, if you play basketball, you'll be in shape in no time. And so for me, that comment made me think that I wasn't in in shape as as if there's like one shape that every single human being is created to be and that's in like being in that shape whatever I was like okay I guess I need to be in shape and I signed up for basketball hated it hate basketball to this day I've just never liked basketball and I still don't understand how to play it I didn't in seventh grade I didn't understand the rules I was terrible I was a terrible teammate And yeah, I like quit halfway through the season because I was like, I hate running this much. (laughs) And yeah, I'm I'm just not enjoying this. But in the back of my mind, there was still that thought that, oh, I have to be doing something, whether it's a sport or exercise, like really often, like I have to be doing something to be in shape. And also around that time, I remember, um, in like the summers or the spring, I would see my um, public school, my local public school. I would see some of their either track or cross country runners, the girls in particular, I remember seeing them run in sports bras. And at that point in my life, I did not really understand modesty and didn't know really like what it meant to like cover the parts of yourself that as a man or a woman are sacred. And I just, I don't believe at this point in my life that running in a sports bra or working out in a sports bra is modest, um, especially if there's like cleavage showing. And at the time I had no idea. I had no context for that. And so I just remember thinking, I want to be as skinny as those girls. Like I want to, I want to be able to wear a sports bra when I run and be totally confident in my body. That was my goal. And so I started running. Not track or cross country, but I just started going on runs. And for that reason, like started dropping weight. Even though I did not need to be losing weight, again, just that mentality of I need to be in shape. There's nothing wrong with running. I'm not saying exercise is bad, but just I had the wrong mentality. And instead of just loving my body and accepting like the way God created me and like taking care of whatever shape that looks like for me personally, it was more of a, I have to look this one way to be good enough and to be happy, therefore. So that was seventh grade into eighth grade. 
and this this next part's a little weird, but my freshman year, so near the end of eighth grade, and then freshman year of high school, I started getting involved getting involved with a youth group, and no one told me this like through the youth group, but. I remember I started thinking that I was just going to be all in for the Lord. I started experiencing a lot of scrupulosity. If you're not familiar with that term or that sin, it just means like you're not finding the virtue in the mean. You're going to like an extreme of thinking, kind of like overthinking everything. Like, oh, it's not modest enough just to wear a t-shirt like when I'm out running instead of like a sports bra. It's like I have to wear a t-shirt and I have to wear shorts that go all the way to my knees. Like it can't even come like just a little above it. It's like, no, they have to be past my knees. Like that's just an example. Um, I I was just getting really intense and really scrupulous with a lot of things, including eating. And so for me, I just like started convincing myself that all bad foods or junk foods were unholy. I was like, no, I'm never going to eat sweets again. I'm never going to eat chips. I'm never even going to eat bread if I can help it. Never mind that like Jesus literally gives us himself in the form of bread. I was just like, I had in my mind like all these foods that I thought were literally evil. Like I thought they were evil. And so I just like avoided all of them and dropped even more weight because of that to the point where freshman year of high school, I was incredibly thin, very pale, and extremely unhealthy because I remember for Lent that year, in addition to all of these other things that I was already doing, including running track at that point and... um yeah, not eating most foods. I was also, for Lent, going to give up meat. So my body literally started shutting down. Literally started shutting down. Gross but true story. There was one night that I was at a practice for something and I literally peed myself. Like, just crazy, like out of the blue for no reason. Just like my body was just shutting down. And I just remember like, I kind of had to go to the bathroom, but it was one of those things where it's like, I can wait for half an hour or even 10 minutes. And I couldn't, like my body was just shutting down. I remember I had to go like get an ultrasound to make sure that like everything was okay. Like it was, it was just crazy, you guys. Um, and My family, um, obviously, was very concerned for me and didn't, like, understand the mentality I had, even though it was, like, a bad mentality. It was the wrong mentality to have. They, They just assumed I had an eating disorder, and they assumed it was anorexia. So... They would... They were just always convincing me to eat more, to eat more, to eat more. Um... Which was a... Which was a good thing... But no no one was really helping me understand like how God truly created me to be and how the Lord created me to eat, etc. So what ended up happening was 
maybe around my sophomore year. I'm not exactly sure in high school. I did start eating normal again, so I just like went back to all foods, but obviously like was gaining weight for that reason, which was good because I had lost too much weight. But now it was like I didn't trust myself at all because these foods that in the back of my mind had always been evil, suddenly eating them was just such an incredibly guilty sensation. And even when you're little, I don't know about you, but like when your parents tell you, oh, you can only have three cookies, you feel like so guilty eating four. When in reality, you should not. Like I know honor your father and mother, whatever, but I also don't think that parents really understand how to feed their kids all the time. Again, I've never been a parent. This is just me speaking from my experience. But like those experiences from childhood and like kind of being taught subconsciously not to trust myself and then going into this like new phase in high school where like my family was telling me to eat more food and like my friends and everybody like telling me to eat more food and saying it was okay it led me to the other extreme so then I started gaining too much weight because I was eating too much (laughs) all the time because now it was like all these foods were no longer off limits or whatever in my mind And again, um, I love, love, love um, my family, my friends. This video is not, or this episode is not at all intended to attack anyone at all. This is just me sharing my experience. Um, But then when I was like on the other end of gaining too much weight, instead of again, people helping me really understand you are created beautiful, you are not meant to look a certain way or be a certain weight, etc. It was, okay, well now you need to lose weight again. And people suggested these fitness apps to me where, yeah, you chart how much exercise you do a day, you chart every single thing you eat, and somehow this app knows your body type, your meta- your metabolism, whatever, and like it's going to tell you how much to eat. Because again, you can't trust yourself. Um, So I started doing that. And that kind of led to the last like part of high school, which was awful. I started exhibiting a lot of traits, not of anorexia, but of um, binge eating disorder. So again, did not ever get diagnosed with an eating disorder, but what I was exhibiting as far as binge eating was literally just that, like binging. Um, I distinctly remember like my senior year of high school, I would like feel so guilty like when I got home from school if I didn't like go out and do some form of exercise because I had played volleyball up until my junior year of high school. Um, and like had done, like had tried track freshman year, but had quit track after like my body started shutting down that year, played volleyball the next three years, but then like quit after junior year because it just wasn't truly enjoyable for me. Um, and so like, I just enjoyed exercising on my own, whether that was going for a run, going for a walk, going to the gym. I loved using an elliptical, but it became more of this like I have to do it everyday thing as opposed to I enjoy doing it maybe a couple times a week. 
And I would feel so guilty. Yeah, my senior year of high school. Like, if I went home from school or, like, went to my grandma's or somebody. um, Like, if I didn't go for a run or, like, exercise right after school. And I, like, wanted a snack instead. I would feel so guilty about that. That I couldn't just eat three cookies. I was going to eat ten cookies. And not just that. Oh, now I want like five scoops of peanut butter right out of the jar. So I'm going to eat that. And that's not enough. So now I want a bowl of cereal. Or I want 50 million other things that I find in the cabinet just because I'm feeling so guilty and feel like I can't actually have any of this. And so I just binge and eat all of it. And I would feel so miserable because if you've ever eaten to the point where you are well beyond full, you you know just how awful of an experience it is, how bloated you are, um, how, I don't know about you, but like my throat would get so dry if I ate a lot of salt. If I ate, if I binged like really late at night, I would wake up just completely miserable, um, especially with like the dry throat, mouth, lip sensation. Um, and it was terrible. Like, it was a terrible time of my life. And I remember thinking to myself, if I can't get this under control now, and if I can't get in shape before I leave for college, oh, I'm going to be out of control. Because everybody talks about how, oh, when you get to college, you gain the freshman 15. Because, yeah, you're suddenly, like, eating in a different environment, and maybe you don't have as much time to work out, blah, blah, blah. For whatever reason, you're going to gain weight. And I was terrified. I was so terrified of that. And so again, my solution was, well, I have to get this under control. So I remember, um, like, spring into summer of my senior year of high school, um, I'll give prom as an example. Like, I was still using, like, an app to chart my fitness and eating and everything. And I distinctly remember, like, prom, the night of prom. Um, I couldn't even just like enjoy myself. We went to Texas Roadhouse. If you've never been to Texas Roadhouse, it's amazing. Okay. And their grilled chicken salad is awesome. And I really do enjoy it. But like there are other things that I enjoy more there. But just because I insisted to myself, like, no, you have to eat something like 700 calories or less. Like, I forced myself to, like, get a salad that night at Texas Roadhouse before prom instead of just, like, enjoying whatever meal that I would have wanted. Um, yeah, that was just my experience. That That's where I was at. And so that summer um, going into college was pretty terrifying because... Again, I was just like trying to control all of these things and would feel so guilty still if I ever ate like even a brownie or whatever. Um, Like honestly was pretty miserable even when I would hang out with friends because if there was any food present, it was like I couldn't say no. Whether it was chips, whether it was Oreos, whatever, like I would just eat and eat and eat even if I wasn't hungry well past being full. Like I couldn't even focus on my friends because I was just so focused on the food. I was so focused on my body. Like I never felt comfortable in my body. Like 
even when I was underweight, like, I just had, um, like, I was exhibiting, like, traits of, like, body dysmorphia or whatever, where you just, like, think you look totally different than you actually do, um, so that's something, like, even to this day I still struggle with, it's like I just constantly think I look bigger than I am, um, and it sucks, and it sucked then, and so sure Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.